Hey, America. Start, Start listening, listening now. now. Here it is. It's the last of our preview review episodes. Number six here. The last one. Liverpool is so close. We can almost taste it. Eric, how's it taste? Tastes like beans. And welcome to another On Toast episode of 12 Points from America, a Eurovision Song Contest podcast from America, the country that's just Ken. I'm Eric. I'm Derek. I'm Samantha. And I'm Danny. This Ken wow. is just America. Yeah. Oh yeah, we've got seven songs to get to this week. Mm-hmm. And a guest right. to introduce. A guest that none of us know. So, mm-hmm. Sam hit us. <laughs> All right. Long story short, you can find us at all the normal social media outlets and a lot of the abnormal ones. Just look one, two points USA and you'll chances are you'll hit somewhere where we are. If you want to email us directly, you can do so at 12 points from America at gmail.com. We love reading your messages. We really do appreciate it. If you want to support us, hit us up on Patreon. Our normal content isn't going anywhere, but if you hit us up on Patreon and support us for as little as $3 or equivalent per month, you can get our content a little bit before everybody else and as well as exclusive content. We also have a whole bunch of random t-shirts available on our Redbubble. Eric has created some amazing, amazing and slightly terrifying things that you can wear on your person. So yeah. Want to thank one of our newest Patreons, Ross at Electric Kiwi. Uh, I know you personally. You're awesome. Thank you so, so much for for joining this family. We really do appreciate it. Uh, hopefully our paths will cross in the UK soon. It's been too long. But yes, you don't have to be one of our personal friends to support us, but yay, extra bonus if you are. You also might be listening to us via our friends over at Switch Radio Europe this week. If you are, hello. Thank you so much to Switch Radio Europe for having us as part of the family. Shall we uh, introduce our, our guests then for this week? Yeah, What are you? who are you and what are you doing in my home? That's a fantastic introduction. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, hi, my name is Liz. I'm Eric's girlfriend. Uh, That's right. (laughs) That's right. Eurovision fan uh, since since, uh, starting to understand this crazy creature that is Eric. Um, Traveled uh, traveled to Turin last year. Had a blast. Traveled to Junior uh, in Paris. Also had a blast. And uh, I'm I'm loving getting to know this world better. Now, you were part of our preview sessions last year. So normally I would ask, you know, a bit more about who you are, but our longtime listeners will know. What have been some of your highlights from the past 12 Eurovision months? Oh, since man. We last, since we last chatted. Yeah, Eric's singing it. Um, I am in love with the who, who the who the hell is Edgar. So that's, that's my favorite for this year so far. Um, I'm loving that. I guess, I mean, obviously Turin was in the last 12 months. So getting to witness that just in person and, and uh, getting to go to the, the jury semis and, um, and just see what happens in, in the flesh was just really amazing. Met some, met some really nice people from, uh, there's some friends of the show. Um, enjoyed got, that a lot. Got stuck in an elevator yep. uh, with our, with our last guest, uh, Lisa Jane and myself. That was great. Feel like we have enough separation for that incident now that it can be funny. <laughs> it is pretty funny uh, now, so now, that's good. Yeah, less so when you're stuck in the elevator. Yeah, that was <laughs> that was less good. Well, we're glad you're safe, and they were able to extricate yeah. you. Otherwise, Sam, you, know. you missed out. Did I? Yes. I'm not sure we could have fit a Sam in there. 
It's a very small elevator. Yeah, it was. Uh... Maybe if I like kind of curled myself into a fetal position and somehow placed myself upon your heads. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They're, if yeah, you were like lying on top of us, you would have fit just fine. I okay. Think. Yeah, we'll have to. All right, we'll 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 see what we can arrange in Liverpool. Just huh? just imagine how more confused the Italian firefighters would have been if there was a fourth person just <laughs> laying on top of the other three people. <laughs> <laughs> like, well, she, she's higher up. I, I I figured out like it wouldn't count against the weight limit if if she was if you were floating. Yeah. Yeah. Ooh. But would I have needed the elevator in the first place if I could levitate? Yeah, because the floating only works in the elevator. Oh, it's one of those elevators. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah, it's it's Italian, so. Oh, that's, that's yeah, Italian engineering and ingenuity for you. Anyway, mm -hmm. should we jump into our songs? Because we have got a heck of a list today. Yeah, we do, we have, really yeah. We do have a few. Yeah. Uh, yeah, because of the strange number of songs this year, we actually have uh, seven songs that we're going to talk about today. Uh, so we are going to chat about Georgia, Azerbaijan, Israel, Malta, the Netherlands, and the UK. But we will kick things off with Greece. Victor Vernikos and what they say. Derek, hit us with a clip. Well, you know what they say. Lassos make sure no one loses the way. All right, and that is Victor Vernikos with What They Say, representing Greece. He's going to be performing in the eighth position in semifinal two. The song was written and performed by Victor. He's been writing music since the age of 11, producing his own work for the past two years. Uh, at 16, he is not only this year's youngest artist, he's actually the youngest act that Greece has ever sent. Good for them. Good for him. I, was, I mean, since since like Alexander the Great, at least. Mm -hmm. I thought yeah. you're going to be like, not only is he the youngest person in the contest, he's the youngest person in the world. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Getting all children of man here. Is yeah. That... It's oh. Children of men song contest. Oh, all right. Liz, as our guest of honor, you get first crack at it. What do you think of the Greek song for this year? Well, first of all, I know you just mentioned that he's 16, which is remarkable just in and of itself that he's so young and so talented. I love his voice and his vocal quality. The song, though, I can't really say is my cup of tea. And I really don't feel myself wanting to ever come back and revisit it. Um, but that being said, I can really appreciate kind of the art and the symbolism of what he's doing in the song, um, especially in that kind of opening section, you know, as he's talking about like having a panic attack and having those emotional qualities, but it's very, you know, offbeat, syncopated, not, not very rhythmic, um, or even evenly rhythmed. And so I, I can see that kind of, kind of simulating the emotional chaos that he's describing in the song. So I can appreciate that, but kind of looking like thinking about what they sent last year and die together with Amanda Tenfjord and, and now this song that's all about pain and hurt and depression and anxiety, I kind of got to ask the question, like, you okay, Greece? Like, you okay? You doing all right? So, yeah, that's where I'm at with Greece. Eric? I like it. Derek? No, uh, <laughs> I like it too. Danny. <laughs> Let's keep it going. <laughs> it's... I mean, is there is there really much more to say than like this song sounds like every other kind of sad boy like ballad on the radio, but in a kind of forgettable way? This, I, I have I have slightly more. I, okay. <laughs> yeah, let him. Let also, him I speak, reclaim please. my time. 
this, okay, to you, Sam. Uh, <laughs> I cede my time back to Eric. <laughs> oh, thank you, Sam. Uh, and then we'll go to Georgia after I'm done. And uh, <laughs> no, it's, so it's you know it's it's funny. I I do like it. I couldn't sing much of it right now. It's because it, it it isn't super memorable. But I remember it being in, in, kind of engaged by it. It's it's emotional and it's genuine. We talk about being genuine. This definitely has that. Unlike another one we're going to talk about uh, in a, in a little bit, I think. Which one could I mean? <laughs> anyway, the, the it, it it's crazy that this kid's sixteen. It really is. Like that, uh, you you wouldn't you wouldn't know. Like he's younger than Supergirl was. Oh, that's by right. a by a decent margin. Yeah, pants dance is, by a solid year. Yeah, uh, but Supergirl by a year, pants dance by two years. Yeah, I think she was eighteen in. When she got the second chance, right? I don't know. It doesn't matter. Believe so. Uh, I, this, I, I think, yeah, he's he's in a pretty decent spot. He's he's towards the end of the of a half of a semi, which is a good place to be, uh, and he's in semi two, which is also a pretty good place to be when your song is solid. And uh, yeah, I I think this will do all right. I I don't. I think it it'll be in kind of contention for. Just squeaking under the left side of the table at the final, maybe. Uh, I, I'm not sure about staging on this. I guess is is a thing we'll we'll have to see. But but gosh, he's a he's a talented kid, and I think Europe's really going to like him. Derek, I think uh, for this one, I'm he's got Cypress on his side too, so I'm fairly comfortable. <laughs> oh, that, yes, yeah, that's, that's also that's also true. <laughs> He's got a lot of things going for him, which I think is great. I'm a little shocked that this is consistently ranked lower than Cypress because this, I think, is a significantly better song of the two. I think the thing that impresses me the most is the lyrics, which are really complex and thoughtful and introspective in a way that you wouldn't expect from a 16-year-old artist. And I think are, even though he, he wrote this by himself, he didn't have a team with him, and it's Far and away better than a lot of songs this year written by groups of adults who've been in the music industry for years. Like what, Derek? Germany. It's, okay. Uh, <laughs> oh, I was I was opening the door for you to 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 talk about Sweden some more because uh, we've that done was so much. That was so much fun last time. I think he's already exercised those demons, huh? I uh, yeah, I suppose so. I've said everything I need to on that. No, I mean, you, you think about it, like a lot of songs, a lot of pop songs, or a lot of songs at Eurovision, they tend to be kind of simplistic. And I understand why, because you're re reaching across this broad demographic. A lot of people have limited or no understanding of English. Sometimes you want to keep it simple and try to hit as many people as possible. And this isn't that. It's This requires you to pay attention and to really think about what he's saying and to kind of reflect on your own life in that way. I'm a sucker for the sad boy songs. I know a lot of people don't like them just inherently they kind of get dismissed pretty quickly. And I think that's a real shame. Um, we have a couple of them this year. I think between this and Switzerland, I think this is better. Honestly, I'm a little concerned that he's 16. He seems really young watching the music video. He looks a little um, frantic. He doesn't seem to like have a lot of control. Like, which is a weird thing to say, but you watch some music videos and they just, they're in front of the camera and they just feel so natural. They seem like they're connecting really well. And I know it's staged and they're doing multiple takes, but even still, 
there are some artists that just really, really work in those areas. And I think I'm a little worried that he might be rough when it comes to the performance itself. Uh, have we seen a live performance of this? I was going to add, has he done any pre-parties or anything? He might I have. A, I haven't really been keeping very uh, close tabs on the pre-parties, honestly. Nah. I think he was in Barcelona and I heard he was pretty good. So I think that helps. Uh, I'd love to see more stuff like this. I'd love to see more from him. I think he's got a good career ahead of him. Um, I'm just hesitant to really push because he's 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 kind of a kid and mm-hmm. we don't know how it's going to turn out. Danny. Danny? There's two songs that I can compare this to. The first is Cypress's song from this year. In that, I don't know, they kind of have a forgettable effect to them. They sort of blend in and, and don't seem musically to sort of inhabit their own unique habitat. The second song that I can compare this to is, coincidentally, because Victor has been writing since he was 11 about five years ago, and what other song could have come out in twenty the, the 2018 contest, if I'm remembering correctly? Remember Germany's song from 2018? Michael Schultz's song? That song is you, music. You Let Me Walk Alone. Yes, You Let Me Walk Alone is almost exactly like this song to me. When I try to recall hmm. this song musically in my head, instead, I keep hearing Germany's song from 2018, which is strange because I also didn't like that song. Um, I, I, I think it's crazy that Derek, you and I, it, it's an absolute, either either we completely line up or we're completely different opinion. I have no stomach for the sad boy songs, not really. You love Sheldon Riley, I don't. You, lo- you really like this song and I just kind of don't. Um, and I'll preface this like I always do with these songs of, for me that are always sort of mid, I don't hate this song. This song was released as a proper single here in the States. I'd probably consider it benign, uh, but not a song that I'd get into. This song does not uh, suck. This this song is solid, but welcome to Eurovision where you got to be significantly more than solid. My thoughts are kind of an amalgamation of a lot of yours. Um, I The thing that brings me, that kind of recalls the song to me, isn't the song itself, but it's Victor. He's, I mean, the fact that that voice that mature is coming out of a 16 year old still kind of blows my mind. I'm wondering if there's some sort of weird Nadav wedge moment where are you really 16 or are you actually a 37 year old who's just kind of clean shaven? Um, (laughs) It's the lyrics I think are, are they're genuine. I think they're deep. I think they're authentic. It doesn't feel forced onto him. And also the fact is he's singing this in probably what is, I would imagine, his third language. He's Greek Danish. His full name is Victor Vernikos Jorgensen. <laughs> so, yeah. So, which is also good for him because he's got Denmark in the semifinal. So if the, if the commentators kind of push that, that's another little bit of a boost for him, potentially. I think the song is musically not necessarily super innovative but it's accessible and it's current. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. I could absolutely see this on a playlist on, you know, BBC radio one or, you know, your local pop music station. It could absolutely fit into that ecosystem. I think what makes it more elevated is him and the lyrical content. I will say when I am listening to it, the rhythm and the beat does engage me. I don't remember it as much as other songs this year after the song is over, but in the moment, I'm like, okay, I'm into this. And then it's overshadowed. 
So I would like to see this qualify. I think there's definitely a place for this in the final, especially in semifinal too. But it's for me on the cusp in terms of qualification. But it, I think it wouldn't be a surprise if it made it through. And again, I like. I'm looking forward to seeing what his future musical output is because I think if he's performing like this and creating stuff like this at 16, what's he going to be like at 26? Any other any other thoughts on on what they say by Victor Vinicos? Derek, is this is this favored to qualify right now? Uh, where is it in that? Uh... He is currently ninth. Ninth, okay. just ahead okay. of Denmark. Hmm, That's still weird to me. Hmm. Yeah, and Cyprus is all the way up there at third, which I don't get. No, 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 no. To qualify. That's weird. Yeah. Are we ready to move on to our next song? Oh, yeah. Indeed. All right. In that case, let's go to another G Nation here. It's Georgia. Uh, The song is called Echo by Iru. Derek, let's hear a clip. That is Iru from Georgia performing her song Echo. She will be in spot number 11 in semifinal two. You might remember her as a member of Candy, who was the winner of Junior Eurovision 2011 with the song Candy Music, which I just realized she won on her 11th birthday. How cool was that? Anyway, she's 22 years old now. She was the winner of The Voice Georgia, where she performed songs like Euphoria and Rise Like a Phoenix, so certainly a Eurovision fan. Interestingly enough, she kind of returned to Junior Eurovision this past year. She was a co-writer for Mariam Big Baba's I Believe, which came in a very respectable third place. The same songwriting team, so her and Giga Kukinitze, uh, are on the songwriting list for Echo. Liz, what do you think of George's song this year? Boy, I'm really conflicted about this song. My So on my first listen, my first impression was just, this is loud. And it kind of stays really loud in some ways, I think. Um, I personally, I think, would have appreciated kind of more of an ebb and flow and shape of the song, uh, just to give it some more variety. The other thing, I think I think it was a tactical misstep, and certainly you're welcome to disagree with me, that to start with the refrain on this one, um, it's just, I felt it, found it very jarring to start out with. Um, and she just comes in like, coming like in and like a wrecking ball. Lyrically, like it seems like it should be deep, like with the themes that she's talking about, like faith, hope, love, all this stuff. But like, she doesn't really give us any context for that. And so I think as a result, it kind of just falls a little flat on that front. But there are a few things that I really like about it. Um, She is singing the absolute hell out of this song. And I've heard a couple clips of her singing live. And I'm, I'm really excited to hear how she performs it on the day. Because I think vocally, she's incredibly powerful. Um, and I also kind of like the, the ethnopop feel that she brings like when the chanting in and in some ways that feels almost a little bit, I don't know if there's like a, almost sounds like Hindi or Sanskrit, um, but I don't, I don't think it actually is, but it kind of has that sound to it. We don't have another Lotus Sutra here, do we? <laughs> I think so. <laughs> um, so I don't know if any of you know anything about that, but I think in some ways it almost makes some of that theme seem a little bit like a prayer, which I found interesting, but ultimately like, I don't know. It it's mid for me, I guess. Derek, I appreciate uh, Liz saying that. I'm welcome to disagree with her <laughs> because I'm going to agree with everything she said. <laughs> <laughs> 
but it's it's nice to know the option is there if you wanted it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna just gonna put that in my pocket here and uh, whip that out later. <laughs> I th- uh, no, I, I totally understand. The first time I heard it, it it just felt uh, I guess cacophonous is the word I would use. It just kind of hits you like it, there's no lead in. It's just we're in it now, zero to sixty, and then it just kind of stays there, and there isn't a lot of variation on it, and I it's weird to compare it to something like Armenia, which like starts really kind of soft and quiet and builds over the course of the song versus this, which like, no, we're just going in hard and we're going to stay there. And I think, I think there was a lot they could have done with this to kind of help. It feels like a song that was much longer that they had to cut down to three minutes. And I feel like there's stuff missing as a consequence. Like there was like a, 10, 15 second lead in that they had to be drop because we just don't have time for that or, you know, something like that. I think she's really incredible. She clearly has been doing this for a while, even at 22. I'm not concerned about her performance at all. I'm, they got Sasha John Baptiste to do the staging. They've had uh, five or six non-qualifications in a row now. Uh, let me look that up here, but it's it's been since, since it's Midnight been a, Gold, 2016, right? yeah. So oh my goodness, yeah, so six in a row, right? Yeah, uh, I don't think this is gonna not qualify. Well, that was weird. <laughs> and a lot of people, I also don't not think that. <laughs> I think this will qualify. I'm. I mean, I I think it's gonna do the bombast thing, and it's gonna look really cool. I, d- I don't think it's going to do as well as people think it might. I've heard some people talk about like, this is their favorite and they'd love to see it win. Not a lot of people, just like a, a few people here and there. I've mentioned it like, Oh, this is so good. And I'm like, it could be a lot better. It just sort of falls into the middle for me. And I, I find myself kind of fluctu- fluctuating between those is really cool. I love the ethnic sound. I like what she's doing with her voice. And it's just kind of noise to me. Daniel's on. I have to disagree in that it's more than just noise to me. Uh, I have to agree that this starts out loud and it only achieves a lull sort of like two thirds of the way through, which is very strange. Uh, I hope that that sticks with people because I also have to come across. uh, That was my initial opinion was that this is a loud song and this has grown on me immensely. This is a song that's really rewarding for a couple of listens. If you can really get into the groove of this, uh, that it's 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 a powerful song that really doesn't let up for its entire length. But first impressions are ultimately very important. And even just going from the music video, you can tell that any staging of this is going to be really impressive. It's not going to take a lot. This is the kind of song that might not even lend it. It doesn't lend itself well to a lot of technical bombast or set pieces. I can see dancers really selling this song incredibly well. It has the the very fortunate luck of falling between uh, Slovenia, so a very different vibe, uh, and San Marino. So congratulations, Georgia. <laughs> congratulations on going through the final. We love it. No, I think I'm going to echo a lot of sentiment, sentiments here. This song, uh, yeah, I mean, eh, I totally uh, didn't mean to do that, but I, yeah, it is what it is. The song is kind of whiplashy for me. It this the sort of going from the quiet of an intro of you know the sort of whatever the the stinger and the postcard is going to be directly zero to sixty. It's and then it just kind of switches and turns, and I I find myself going, what the heck is going on here? It's 
But at the end of it, because the lyrical content, while trying to be deep, it just misses the mark. You know, prepositions added in places where it doesn't need to be added. You could tell that it it's not written by a native language English speaker, which, you know, most of the performers are not. But there are some refinement that could have been done. Love is a wordless. Will be better day. She's got a big just, faith. It's just, it's not Huge going through the legs. It's just like, faith. you're almost there. You're you're almost there. And you just needed one, one person just to edit those words and just kind of... The vocals are excellent. The rhythm is engaging. It, there's nothing else like this in the contest, but there are just certain things that just pull me out of it, and I can't, I can't get into it. Eric, what do you think? It really is sort of the the song equivalent of like you're at a ten and I need you at a seven. It, yeah. It's, but uh, she's really good though. She's she's outstanding. She has done a pre party or two and has sounded amazing. Uh, at at them like this this is and and because it's so intense basically the whole time there are two possible outcomes here showstopper and complete disaster and i'm leaning showstopper honestly like i i i think yeah i, I don't i don't love the song but i i think kind of like sweden which is a weird uh, way to frame it maybe it's her. It, it she's she's elevating it to uh, to something that I don't know that it would have reached otherwise or really stood out otherwise. Uh, but mm. I think it's really cool. It does have that uh, that that chanting that's sort of the hook that you kind of want that, that you can put in a put in a recap for for people to remember that sort of thing. Like Cleopatra, love Cleopatra. <laughs> You know where that well, was from? Azerbaijan. Yeah, to, and you know what else is from Azerbaijan? Is this song by Taraltnanx. <laughs> are we ready to talk about Azerbaijan? We are. Yes. I'm taking that as a yes. All right. Yep. In that case, let's chat about Tell Me More from Taraltaran X. Derek, let's play a clip. Tell me more about me. Okay, that is Azerbaijan's Tural Tehran X with Tell Me More. They were going to be performing in the 12th spot in semifinal number one. Uh, it's twin brothers Tural and Tehran Bagmanov, uh, 22 years old from the city of Zagatala in northern Azerbaijan. Uh, they moved to Baku, founded a band, they performed as street buskers. Interestingly enough, this appears to be the first all-Azerbaijani songwriting and production team on a Eurovision song since day after day, their debut entry in 2008. It's the oh. first time that they haven't outsourced to basically anywhere else. This is all in-house, in-nation, pure Azerbaijani. Liz, what do you think? So the first thing I can't get over about this song, and I mentioned this to Danny the other day, it's the opening chords, um, which, and they repeat later on in the song, uh, this is going to date me. Uh, these chords to me sound just like the opening of the song Kiss Me by Sixpence and the Richer. <laughs> uh, um, yeah. and that's neither here nor there, except that Kiss Me is a vastly superior song to Tell Me More. Oh, um, right. Oh, got him. <laughs> <laughs> I, the sound of this 
song just feels super disjointed to me. Uh, I think it's a combination. You know, they have like more folky start and then gets kind of rappy and then rocky. And I just feel like the song's kind of having an identity crisis about what it wants to be or is supposed to be. And I have a lot of trouble getting excited about it. Um, on my first listen, I was like, oh, this is fine. And the more listens I put on it, the less and less I like it. Um, and there, I watched one of their live performances. I think it was one from Madrid. And uh, it was like their charisma was incredibly lacking. I, I don't see this qualifying myself. Danny? You're right. I am going to be this song's sole defender. Um, this song is like, what if we took Sugar Ray and made it good? Um, what if we decided that Sugar Ray sounded nice and didn't make me want to jump off a roof? The whole disjointed song quality thing, I've never really sort of bought that criticism. And I understand that other people can have that opinion. But uh, like, there are songs that people talk about as like poster children for the weird sort of like, why does the chorus sound like a completely different song than the verses? And I'm like, I don't know. I always have to come to the defense of North of North Macedonia's IQ entry from 2018 constantly because that was a tragedy and it was robbed. I I, I like this song. I, I I've never seen a live live performance, but the whole segue between um the segue between sort of yeah the folk rocky sections and the sections where it's you know kind of an adorable rap verse i don't know i can sort of intellectually process that it's hokey or maybe even like a little i don't know a little immature but guess what immature rock songs have been selling millions of records for the past 40 years so who am i to judge fair enough uh i'm <sighs> I think I'm kind of siding more with Liz on this side. I, I, It's not just the fact that the chorus and the verse are so different from each other. It's that the chorus is different from every verse and every verse is different <laughs> from the other verses. This yeah. for, for a three minute song, like this is a song that I wish were a 20 minute long jam session and set, like flowing from one to the other. So each piece would have like a fleshed out it almost reminds me, and 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 again, I'm showing my nerd card here. This is they might be giants' fingertips in in three minute form. It's just so many disjointed little pieces that at the end just comes through fingertips, and and it it brings it kind of back together. But it's I I can't follow it. I can't hold on to it. Like there, if each individual piece were fleshed out into a full song, that'd be great. But I just I it this this is whiplash again for me. And I'm also having similar English problems that are taking me out of it, not unlike what we heard from Georgia. And the only problem is that with this one, they're packing even more words into those verses. And it's very wordy. It's very difficult to kind of get what you're trying to say, except when they get back to that chorus. It's, it's both very simple and yet very ambitious at the same time. And it's not... It's just not cohesive. I appreciate the risk. I, I love it when a song goes risky, but I wish that this had a bit more editing to it and a bit more cohesion. That being said, I think that if this was going to do well in any city and any part of the, the, the host city landscape, Liverpool seems like the appropriate place for this song to appear. This just has that little bit of a Brit pop British invasion kind of a charm to it. 
but I don't think that's enough to to ensure a place in the final. Eric, especially coming out of semi one. Yeah, it comes. Uh, <clears throat> this is slated right after Sweden. Yeah, it's yeah, is... it's it's between it's between tattoo and my sister's crown. Yeah, it's toast. Oh, rip! It's toast. Yeah. Uh, well, first of all, Sam, how dare you make a comparison between this and fingertips by the MIB Giants, which is a stone. I'm not classic. saying true. I'm not saying one is better or worse. It's just the disjointed nature of it. That's all I'm saying. Oh, all right. Well, okay. So first off, I really want to stress, I am, I'm speaking to you, Azerbaijan, as a nation. I am so glad you went, that, that, that you didn't just buy something and outsource uh, a, a pop song that's just designed to do well and feels completely inauthentic. Uh, and it just feels like a song that you bought. Having said that, you probably should have. Uh, this is not good. I, I, <laughs> I don't like this. It reminds me of when you're at a nice party and some douchebag shows up with an acoustic guitar. Oh, and, and no. Thinks, oh, yes. And, and just, it doesn't click for me. Yes, I don't like how one just, douche just... with an acoustic guitar. There's two of them. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So just, you know, you think about how much you hate that. This is double. I don't know the the rap, the rap bit doesn't work. Yes, the, it does. It, it, no, it, no, no. I, okay. What did you, what did you say it was? You said it was charming. Like what? what no, no, <laughs> no. No, the, the, I don't. I don't like this. It, it, it you know, it, it doesn't have the to it that like San Marino or or Romania does. But I just don't think it's good. Like, like to to, to an extent, the the sort of weird, horrifying train wreck quality of some of those is more appealing to me because at least there's something kind of interesting about it. it this is just, I just, oh, I don't like this. I just, I don't like this at all. Ugh. You know what, Azerbaijan? Tell me less. Derek, what do you think? Got him. I can't believe I have to go last on this one. I'm going to be clear up front. I don't like this. So we, we got that going. I'm not going to come in with a hot take and be like, y'all are tripping. Uh, <laughs> and this one, it, I don't understand why they're trying to do that 90s sound with the answering machine opening and everything. I, What is it about that era that they want to go retro on? It's a time before they were even born that appeals to them. And I, I almost wish they would have done something more with that. Because as it is, it's like, okay, we're going to create that, recreate that, and that's it. I don't know how much more I can add to this, because everything you've said is like, yep, that's pretty You're much right. it. It's as though they said, you know what? LFO was too good. <laughs> <laughs> I think they're kind of... So I read their bio, because I'm like, who are these guys? And they're actually kind of fascinating little backstory. Like, they saw a piano in school and decided to teach themselves music. And they quit. They quit music. They were making music since they were like really young, and they quit for a while because their father died. And then multiple siblings—I can't remember how many—died in a car accident recently, 
or something like there's a lot of weird tragedy in their life oh well now i just feel like i know i did so i like i knew that and i'm like oh, i don't want to crap all over this but guys this is it's the kind of thing that i would expect to be playing in a cafe or something that i would walk into and they wouldn't charge me to listen they're just like yeah they're just playing in the corner if you want to tip them or you can just order your coffee and leave I wouldn't necessarily complain or say that it's bad, but I wouldn't be actively participating <laughs> in their show. I'd be like, oh, what's going on, on my phone here? Only thing I'm all right, last thing. Only thing I'll say about this that I, I kind of wonder about is we, we talked about this a little bit with Cyprus, this idea that Azerbaijan has like this weird history. They've done some really interesting things. They've had some really big hits and some really big misses last year like the televote completely shut them out yeah. with a song that I would argue was not that bad. Well, like I'm kind of surprised. Not as bad, but unappealing. Zero. Like Nadir's song. What was it called? Fade to, Black. Fade to Black. Fade to Black. Yeah. A powerful song, an artistically was, accomplished song, but not a popular song. No. It was certainly well performed, but yeah, we know why it was in the zero. That just, that seems so odd to me. And I, and to go from that knowing that, oh, we really need to be careful because we don't have a televote and we might really have to do something special to get it again. Yeah. This it sort of feels like they just they didn't want to put in a lot of effort. They just mm -hmm. had these two young singer songwriter guys. They seem like they really were interested in, in the contest. They're like, sure, just whatever. You can go. It's fine. Yeah. Spent all mm -hmm. our money on Cleopatra. Still trying to recoup that cost. Mm -hmm. All right, are we ready to roll on to our next song then? Do it. Yay. All right, let's go from Azerbaijan over to Israel. The song is called Unicorn by Noah Carell. Let's hear a clip. It's gonna be feminine, 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 feminine. I'm gonna stand in like a All right, so that is Unicorn by Israel's Noah Kirel. Uh, she'll be performing in ninth position in semifinal one. She is 22 years old, and she's been releasing music basically since uh, since her teens. She has been the winner of the MTV Europe Award for Best Israeli Act every year since 2017. Uh, Israel has decided to go for an internal selection this year and picking one of their biggest domestic stars. Let's see what Liz has to say about Unicorn. So I have to start off with a minor annoyance about this song, and it's her pronunciation of the word unicorn, which sounds very much like unicorn with a long E in the middle. And uh, it, it pulls me out of the moment. But uh, there's also another annoyance, but I'm, I think Eric's going to talk about this. So oh, I'm, yes, <laughs> I am. Uh, I'm going to skip that for now. <clears throat> well, Thank you, summer. dear. It's very kind. <clears throat> You're welcome. Um, that being said, I can get over that because this song's an absolute banger. Is it particularly deep? No. No, it is not. But I don't think that's what it's here to do either. Um, I'm really excited to see how Israel stages this. Um, she asked that question, you know, toward the end of the song. Do you want to see me dance? Do you want to see me dance? Yes. Yes, I do. I definitely want to see her dance. Um, it, it's teed up for like a Chanel type dance break. I think it's going to just, you know, you drop the bass in that section. It's going to be great. She, as you mentioned, Sam, you know, she's an incredibly seasoned performer. I've seen some of her live performances. She sounds amazing. I think this is going to be, this is going to be great, which is kind of that 
you know, perfectly executed vocals along with a sultry stage presence. Um, I, I think it's a winning combination. I don't think it's going to win the contest, but I certainly think it's through to the, the big show. No notes aside from a uh, unicorn. <laughs> and the fact that she's actually kind of more of a centaur in the music video rather than a unicorn. Yeah. Yeah. The, myth the mythological timeline's a little shaky there. Yeah, I mean, also the fact that, like, the power of a unicorn. I did a little bit of research into this. So technically, like, her, her horn can detect poisons. She can purify water and has healing she abilities, can only I think. Be cap she can only be captured by a virgin pure of heart. I mean, everybody's got a type. I don't judge. Uh, <laughs> and if we I, eat her flesh, we'll live forever. Wait, no, that's a mermaid. Never mind. Bit of surf and turf? There you go. <laughs> <laughs> I I I, I kind of have a love hate relationship with that. You want to see me dance bit because obviously it's going to lead up to an incredible moment, like like Chanel, like you were saying, like like Matahari, honestly, ending with that huge, you know, that that big bombastic. But the moment that she says, "You want to see me dance," it's sort of like it reminds me. And Liz, you being another theater geek, you might get this in the newer version of the producers, the full musical version. When Ula sings, if you've got it, flaunt it. Halfway through, she's like, you want to see Ula dance? <laughs> and then like another like third of the way through the song, he's like, hey, remember when Ula dance? Ula dance again. I can't, I can't not think of that. And it's, it's, it's Uma Thurman and it's, it's not appropriate for this song, but it just, uh, between that and the part in Golden Boy, which was written by the same author for the record, Dorone Dalie, that just random bit in the middle of it was like, do you like my dancing? Like, I, I'm enjoying the song. You don't have to ask me for an affirmation, especially considering that the song is all about, you know, independence and standing on your own. And that sudden need for affirmation, I'm just sort of like, that's, yes, I do want to see you dance, but do it for you, not for me. That being said, the song is a damn bop. And it's going to be performed within an inch of its life. I is it in my personal top top five or ten? Probably not. But you know for a fact that I'm going to be absolutely enthralled when it goes on. Eric, take it away. Well, I also looked into that lyric, uh, Andy, in in the card game Magic: The Gathering. The power of a unicorn is usually two. <laughs> it can be oh, as high two, as two? four. Is it a two-two yeah. white? Yeah, usually, usually, usually. Okay. So, so which isn't bad, you know, a, a decent value for the for the mana you put into it. I listen. I re-listened to this song today because uh, it had been a little while, and it's it really is a banger. Like, oh my god, it's a uh, it's it is a it is an incredibly well executed pop song. Having said that, I take issue, as Liz foretold, with the uh, use and pronunciation of the word phenomenal. Uh, <laughs> I, I don't like it. The the emphasis and syllables and so forth. And I understand that it's a Is thing. Is it phenomenal? 
There's two. Yeah. There's is she not saying feminine? I thought she was saying feminine. It's, it's some, oh, and okay. sometimes she is. And, and that's yeah. and that's kind of the point, right? Is that it's there's that that's sort of the the thing. And like this is the hook, like Georgia has, except it's a word that's She's... pronounced wrong. And I I don't know. You know how like you see a sign for Christmas and they replace the R with a tree, and you're like, you can't replace words. You can't replace letters with just random stuff. It has to make sense. R with a tree. Yeah, that well, whatever. And and the the the, ah, the point is, you can't just do language. Doesn't work that way. It just it bugs me. Uh, I and it bugs me that that's the hook. That's going to be the thing in the recap. You just you just know it. And uh, but uh, it's just such a banger, and 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 frustrates me how much of a, of a banger <laughs> it is. The the other thing is like there's there's the dance break, and then the song just ends. And then it ends. Yeah, it's, 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 it's just kind of yeah. Yeah, it just it it's it's sort of like oh that was that was three minutes. I guess it with Golden Boy writers. I guess maybe that tracks. Uh, <laughs> three minutes, gotta go. Yeah, what but, if she throws down during that dance break and it's just like everyone taps? You know, like everyone does a, like a tap break. <laughs> interesting. Clogging. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. so, but I, I guess yeah. I it's it's one of those ones where. It, it, I don't know that, that that abrupt ending. I think is is. I'm not going to say going to be a huge problem, but I but I think it's I think it's a little weird. You have that big dance break. You expect there to be a big. Uh, you expect there to be a big finish, big last final course after that, and it and it doesn't get it. It just runs out of time. That is the big finish. But yeah. what if what if they just exploded a bunch of fireworks? Like, you know, I'm standing like yeah. a poof. It yeah, would be phenomenal. Phenomenal. It sounds like the name of a of a supplement you take when your eyes don't work. <laughs> Derek, hi. Take, yeah, I, I, I'm done. So every year, people have their picks for the song that they're most excited to see performed live on stage, and this one is mine. It's not my favorite song, but oh my god, I cannot wait to see what she does, especially during that dance break. If the music video is any indication, she is going to throw down hard, and it's going to be awesome. And she's going to have these yeah. backup dancers. And I'm, I'm again, I'm going off the music video. The visuals in it were just really, really phenomenal. And I don't know how phenomenal. They... Yeah, I know. I get it right. Yeah. Feminine. Feminine. Fem no, I'm not going to do that. Fentanyl. Wait. Fentanyl. No. No. <laughs> so <laughs> this song, of all the songs this year, this one feels like it was written specifically to be performed live. They, it almost feels like they were coming up with the staging concepts at the exact same time as everything else. And they're like, okay, during this part, we're going to have the you know, the fire curtain come in and we're going to do the, this graphics behind you. And then during this part, then we're going to have a horse come out on stage because horses are good luck <laughs> at Eurovision apparently. And uh, my only, my biggest hang up on this is, and the first time I listened to it and I watched a reaction video where it was just a bunch of different people watching it for the first time. And they all had the exact same reaction I did the first time I saw it. Like this song is a mess. It's just constantly shifting and jumping around and changing and doing weird things. And visually, there's a lot going on, at least in the music video. 
and I was really turned off by it. And then I listened to it a second time and I thought, oh no, wait, this song is fantastic. I absolutely love it. But I wouldn't have thought that if I only heard it the one time. And I'm very worried a lot of people are going to see it the one time and think, oh, this song is a mess. And they're not going to get it until later. And I hope they can by the recap, but I'm worried a lot of people might not. Mr. Danny, Danny. you have the floor. Turn off your brain and let it wash over you. This song slaps. That's it. Just stop thinking about it and start dancing. Like, that's the moral of this song. Stop thinking about what she's saying because it's all just, you know, the best kind of uh, extremely well-tuned pop pablum that you can get. Just don't don't pay attention to those lyrics. Just feel the song. It's amazing. That's it. That's all I can say. Short and sweet? Yeah. All right. Are we ready to head a little bit west in the Mediterranean then to our next song? All right. Next up, Yay. we are heading we are heading to Malta then to the busker and dance parentheses our own party close parentheses. Derek, get us with a clip. All right, so that is Dance, Our Own Party by The Busker, representing Malta, performing in spot number two in semifinal number one. They're a three-piece band formed in 2012, made up of Jean-Paul Borge, uh, Sean Meachin, and David, Dave Jr., uh, Malak, uh, who's the lead singer. They've got two studio albums so far. Uh, Dave was actually a contestant on X Factor Malta as a soloist back in 2020, which was the selection that brought Destiny to Eurovision. So, Liz, your thoughts on Malta? Oh, man, this this song is such an introvert's anthem, and I'm really, really here for it. Anyone like me who's ever made friends with the dog at the party at the expense of socializing with actual human beings, um, this song's for you. I love the sax energy in this, uh, in that middle of that chorus riff where they have, like, the rest on the, on the first beat and then just nail the second beat, like the... Um, I love that. Uh, it really, it, it feels like the saxophone is like a vocalist in the song, like part of, I mean, obviously it's part of the band, but it feels like it's singing. And I really like that. Also a uh, side note before looking at the actual lyrics uh, in the first verse and like just listening to it on, you know, on Spotify, I didn't understand how they were getting away with saying effed up in the first verse. And then I looked at the lyrics and realized that the actual lyric is fogged up. Fogged up. Yeah, oh. as, as hard with that G as they want. Yep, and uh, <laughs> like whether it really is or isn't, I guess we could debate that at length. But I just like to say that I appreciate the ambiguity with which that lyric is sung. So, yeah, I'm, I'm a big fan of this. I like this a lot. Okay, here we go. All right, uh, as of as of the time of recording, this is at a thirty percent chance to qualify. And I understand it's in the first semifinal. And I understand that it's in the second spot of the first semifinal, which is the death yes. spot. Uh -huh. What I'm saying is, I don't is. care. Yes! People are sleeping. I, I cannot believe the number, it, the, the, the number of videos where this is like their 30th favorite. It doesn't make any, it doesn't make a lick of sense to me. Yeah. At a contest where this sort of thing, Epic Sax Guy, uh, 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 what are they? Sunstroke called? Project. Thank Sunstroke. you. Sun, sun, sunstroke Project is, is like 
is established as a huge hit with juries and with televotes. And in the semi, all that matters is the, the televote, to be fair. This is so fun. This is so well done. The the national final performance where they have cardboard cutouts of like Destiny and so forth on stage. They have a brief camera cut to a rainbow cat for no reason. This is a blast of a song. And I think people are people are sleeping on this so severely. So, so, so severely. This, I feel like, and I understand the spot it's in, that the semifinal is rough. But I really feel like this should be an absolute shoe-in to get through to the final. I, I think that's all I have to say about it. I adore this. There's so much fun. I've seen people say, who have like watched a lot of preview party footage, they, people are starting to say they were wrong about this. And I hope that that can keep going. Because we have a month to go. Less than a month now to, to go for them to get up there, do their thing, crush it, hopefully, and get through to Saturday. Please, for the love of God, let this get through to Saturday. It deserves it. It's so, so, so good. Derek? Derek, break my heart. Yeah, so I'm reaching into my pocket to pull out that disagreement. Uh, oh, no. Oh, oh, no. 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 <laughs> I should have known. I should have known. <laughs> Because, um, uh, first of all, I hate fun. <laughs> and, I forgot um, that. Okay, fine. And uh, uh, Joy and uh, Malta. Oh, well, what did they ever do to you? Let me tell you, Sam. The Maltese. <laughs> no. <laughs> I get what everyone is saying. I see what they're doing. And... On an intellectual level, I recognize that this is really well done. I like their energy. I like what they're doing with the song itself, that it has that three-act structure that they're very clearly title carding throughout the entire thing, which is fine. Um, there is there is a progression. There is like development that's very ambitious. The epic sax thing, I, I know Sunstruck Project didn't invent that, but you have to admit they got there first. And it's going to be really hard for anybody who knows about that to say, oh, this is cool and different and not, well, they're doing that sunstroke thing. Like, I'm sorry, there's just, there's kind of no way of getting around that. It's almost oh. a little too similar. I'm not saying it's bad. I'm not saying no one can do it. But if you're going to follow up, you're, you're going to draw those comparisons. I think, um, I don't know if this has the magic that Dottie Freyer did to really get people excited for it. And I know you're saying that people are getting, you know, people are seeing them live and they're coming around to it. I don't know if there's going to be enough of that to really push this through. And again, it's got like the worst spot it could have possibly gotten in that semi. I think they, <sighs> yeah, I'm wondering if their staging concept is a little simple or like the producers just kind of looked at it and were like, yeah, we don't have to give this a prime spot really, which I, I think it's totally unfair. I think, you know, push it out a little bit later, or if it were in semi two, I would feel a lot more confident about this. I think this one is really fighting an uphill battle. Is it impossible? No, but man, oh man, the odds are against him. Do do we all recall what number two of semi one was last year? Eat your salad. It's that's yes. Eat your oh, salad. Oh no. And, and gosh, and, and I, I, another I song admit, that just wanted to have fun. I, yeah. I, I will fully admit 
and I, I, I don't think I'm alone. I think we just about all thought that was getting through. Oh yeah. Yeah. Because, yeah. because it was just so much fun. The, they, they got the crowd into it. People just seemed to love it and it didn't even come close. If, if, if that's the fate that befalls this as well, then I don't know. We just need to not have a song go second anymore and just go <laughs> past that. <laughs> Like the thirteenth floor in a hotel. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Danny. Okay, I'm going to spend ten seconds talking about how much I love this song. Um, this is a song that, since it first came out, I have now had to resort to rationing how often I listen to it out of fear that I'm going to stop loving it. That's how much I love this song. Here's another thing to consider. I think this is a a, a better thing to consider. the The way that this song is slept on. Is there a reason why we are disregarding Malta's songs because of their sort of reputation of sending very digestible pop music? Is that why we are not looking at this song as closely as it ought to be? I think it's a lack of diaspora as much as anything. Lack of diaspora, lack of any sort of border. Lack of strong cultural ties. Right, yeah, yeah. Who's like, oh, Malta. They my like, boys. Malta hasn't no had one. a terrible track record. You know, Chameleon went through, which was a very deserving song back in 2019. Mm-hmm. Was that 2019? Yeah. Like, yeah. Malta does not send bad songs unless you're looking at Emma Muscat last year. I'm sorry. Um, but like, it, 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 why are we, are we not looking at this because there's no story behind Malta? Like, is that it? Because this is such a bullseye for me. This is Slovenia all over again for me this year. I have a tough time deciding between my top four because all of them are so my speed of song. This is spectacular. The sax riff. Yeah, sure. We we, we know that because it's at Eurovision, it's going to draw the uh, uh, undeniable comparisons to Sunstroke Project. Uh, but <laughs> they're playing it with a much straighter face than I think like... Sunstroke Project's second epic sax entry was <laughs> like I don't know I, I I I dig with it immensely. I feel like one of the differences with Sunstroke Project is the fact that with Sunstroke Project the sax was really the major major hook, and there wasn't quite as much focus on the lead singer. Even though it was all about epic sax guy. With this, I feel like Dave Jr. really takes an equal part with the saxophone, if not, you know, beyond it. I mean, he's he's charming. He's fun. He's engaging without being smarmy. Or if it's smarm, it's a self-aware smarm of, hey, you want to dance? That's at least not, it's not taking itself so earnestly and so seriously and so like, I'm into my art. Like, for example, we were talking a little bit about Romania. You know, and that sort of that sort of smarm. It's it's a self-aware let's have fun smarm rather than a yes, Ugh. you, me, yes, yes, no. It's 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 a lot more fun. It's very accessible. I, honestly, most of you have stolen a lot of my a lot of my talking points, but we'll keep this short and sweet. I love this. This makes me happy. And sometimes that's all I need. Are we ready to move on to our next song? Have we all set our piece? That's right. I'm going to say one more thing about this, oh, and that is okay. he doesn't need the words on the hand. He doesn't need it, and I wish it wasn't there. Because I think it's a little bit posture towards sort of like being the meme of this song. And the song has enough of a meme in the sax riff. I don't like that. Fair enough. Just watch Daft Hands a little bit too much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what it feels like. Yeah. 
All right, we're ready to move on to our penultimate song of the evening. Okay, we are going from Malta and hopping over to the Netherlands with Mia Nikolai and Dion Cooper, Burning Daylight. Derek, let's hear a clip. All right, that is Burning Daylight by Mia Nikolai and Dion Cooper representing the Netherlands this year. They're going to be in spot number 14 in semifinal number one. The song was written by Mia and Dion alongside Duncan Lawrence. We all know who he is. Uh, and Duncan's partner, Jordan Garfield, both partners in the songwriting room and in life. Uh, Mia's been releasing music since 2018. She's kind of bounced around a bit from the Netherlands to London, Australia. She's now L.A. based. Uh, Dion took part in The Voice of Holland back in 2015, making it to the battle rounds. But in 2021, he opened for Duncan Lawrence during his tour. And the two of them have been collaborating ever since. And now we are seeing Duncan mentoring this next generation of Dutch artists. So, Liz, what do you think of Burning Daylight? Well, the first thing I want to say is that I, I really, really love the studio version of this song. Um, you can absolutely tell that the Dunk had a hand in it. And the emotion, the feelings, I think, really come through in the vocals and the orchestration. It's a, it's a song that I'm perfectly content to listen to over and over again. But that being said, I watched the pre-party performance that they did in Madrid. And I don't know if any of you have had a chance to see it. Actually, I think Eric has. I sent it to him. But um, I saw it. Um, oh, man. It was a mess vocally. Just an absolute mm. mess. Uh, Dion had uh, a lot of pitch issues. Mia, to a lesser extent, had a few, but I think the real thing that that frustrated me, since I, like I said, I love the studio version of this song so much, um, the extent to which they sing in unison and the extent to which the pitch was bad made it really painful to listen to, for me personally. And the other thing, I think, it seemed like as they were, you know, performing live, that Mia, it seemed like, was really struggling with her breast support and performance and their stage presence just kind of seemed out of line with what I was expecting with kind of the emotional gravitas of the song. And I'm honestly really concerned that they won't be able to pull this off live. Um, I mean, they got a month to get it together because I really like the song. And I think it deserves better than what I've seen so far of it live. Derek. That just torpedoes everything I was going to say. <laughs> well, Sorry. fire back. <laughs> I you know Cause now I'm thinking of, uh 2018 belgium was my favorite that year going into it and then i saw her perform in israel ahead of the show and i'm and i think the, i was like halfway into the song and i messaged sam and i said belgium's not qualifying because i just knew like well no there's there's no coming back from this if it's as bad as you say i'm gonna have to go and listen to that now Ooh, that kind of explains where they are on the betting odds in terms of qualifying now because i would have said this song is incredible in studio and it is and yeah they sound like they have great harmonies um i love the message of the song i love what it's about it really kind of um follows through with that duncan lawrence salvador sabral songs with feeling over fireworks and i think that's it's a really good message in here it's not just kind of you know platitudes oh, man but if it doesn't work oof <laughs> like i'm kind yeah. of getting sad now because I, I wanted this to work so much. Like Revity last year, I feel like did it kind of a similar thing where you had these these 
competing stories that come together at the end. And I think that's, it's such a beautiful thing when it works. And then to know that it might not is, well, then that's kind of heartbreaking. The Netherlands, I feel like they've got a good track record. They know how to stage really well. They must be aware of what's happening here. And I, and these two are not like fresh out of, you know, music school kids. They're pretty well established. So I would think they would have the, the background to be able to pull this off. Like, when it comes time, but it's going to take some work. Like I it's going to sound, I mean, I don't think Blanca from Poland has the time to really turn her song around <laughs> compared to the, yeah. who have a lot more experience, it seems. Well, it made me almost, it was to the extent that it made me wonder if they were, you know, having in-ear monitor problems or if there was something else going on and maybe that was the case, but I, I don't know. There's, there's a lot of factors like May Martin. We're going to talk about, no, that's the taskmaster. <laughs> May Mueller. 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 She, she oh. was sick at that performance and she got a lot of flack for it. And, yeah. you know, one bad preview show is not going to have any effect on your actual performance at the show. So, can they turn this around? I'm, I'm going to say yes and hope for the best. Oh, I really hope you're right. Yeah. Danny? So, I appreciate that for the past five entries now, the Netherlands has been devoted to sending the most absolute dead serious artistic pop hits to the contest. And just like with Arcade, I am not feeling it entirely. I can't discard it, but I feel like my opinions on this song are almost exactly an echo of everyone on this podcast's opinion of Didipt from last year, which was Netherlands' attempt yet again, which is a very deep and emotional song sung with powerful vocals that everyone else absolutely loved on this podcast. And then there's me, uh, where it just didn't, it just didn't hit the sweet spot of my bell, you know? I don't know. It rings with me. It resonates with me, but I'm not in love with it. And I don't know if that's just because of the sort of dour tone of the song, but like the song is, is rewarding for those in the mood, but for those not always in the mood for something this heavy, admittedly, it's very good, but for something this heavy, it's not going to be universally loved. It's not going to be loved by everyone all the time. And uh, that's not me. No, I mean, this, I, I definitely see where you're coming from, Danny. This is uh, certainly a mood. <laughs> this is very much a mood, as Dutch songs over the past decade, really, ever since Anouk uh, in 2013. You, most of these songs have had that sort of melancholy aspect to it. You're so, right. I mean, I Outlaw in them was very, most, just a most, real melancholy hit. <laughs> We don't talk. We don't talk about Waylon. Um, we don't talk about Outlaw in E minor. Uh, but uh, yeah, I mean, at least the thing that I really appreciate about this is that it's not just sad. There is at the end of it with this beautiful harmony in studio, this 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 rising feeling of there's going to be a, a dawn after this dark night, that there's going to be, there's hope in the future. And I do appreciate that. I think that Duncan... Frankly, I think this is a better song personally than Arcade. I personally prefer this over Arcade. Uh, I think it's poignant. I think it just builds really, really beautifully. But 
it's it's subtle and it took me probably about a listen and a half to get the body of the song the ending of the song i got immediately but it took me a little while to kind of catch on to the the heart of the song like the first three quarters of it and in a a semi-finalist competitive as this is that subtlety going to be enough especially when we don't have any jury support i'm not I'm not poo-pooing any of the artistic merit of the song. I think it is beautiful. I think it is, like I said, poignant. But is it going to get people voting? That's all. That's all I can say. Eric? I've teased a few times that I have a lot to say about this song. Uh, and and uh, here it is. I actually, I, I'm cracking open my last Chocomel that I smuggled from the Netherlands right now because we're yes. going to talk about this country that i love so very very much actual ah. chocomel opening sounds mm-hmm. <laughs> mm. oh, Cheers. just a just a just a little expired um <laughs> it's so good the first time i heard this song i cried this this hit me in the feels so so hard uh, the 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 message of it, the the themes of leaving an old life behind, uh, and and musically accompanying that with this triumphant, triumphant sound, is just incredible. To coin a phrase, it's phenomenal. <laughs> I love this so much, uh, and and I. In studio, it is it is just so perfectly well done. The thing with Arcade was that he did it live perfectly. Like, that, that performance is unreal. It's not a super easy song to sing, and he just knocked it out of the park. And I, I worry about this not being able to do that. And I was worried about that before I saw the pre-party, which is indeed quite bad. Possible hint at the staging with that. It basically it starts with with Dion Spotlight by himself. Second verse, Mia Spotlight on the other side of the stage, and then eventually they they come together. I love I the the ending. Like I said, it's so triumphant. It's so beautiful, and and I hope that there's a way to capture that visually uh, on stage because I think that's going to be a key to its success or 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 lack thereof. I feel like this does suffer a bit from being limited to three minutes. I think that the that the that as much as I love that ending, if there was just a little bit more build into it, I think that would be even better. But there just isn't time. And and uh, but yeah, I'm I I was just saying, Malta semi one, please get through. And it seems like this is in the same boat. It's, it might even be in, in worse shape. Uh, it's in a good spot in the running order. It's it's second from the end right before Finland, which I know is tough. But there, it, it's it's a nice contrast uh, to Cha-Cha-Cha. God, anything would be an <laughs> interesting contrast to Cha-Cha-Cha, I suppose. But uh, I I love this song so much. I love what it's... I love what they have to say. And I just... I hope... I hope... I hope that the performance package is up to the standard that I think it could be. 
Any other words on the Netherlands that we all said our piece? Mm-hmm. All right, then in that case, let's close out our show with the hometown entry. We've already talked about Ukraine as, as defending champions, but we have the strange position this year where our defending champion and the hometown, they're not the same. So let's talk about the United Kingdom. May Muller, I wrote a song. Derek, let's hear a clip. All right, so that is the UK. May Muller, I wrote a song t- closing out the grand final in spot number 26. She drew that spot randomly. Uh, and yeah, what a way to end the show. Uh, she's internally selected via the BBC's collaboration with Tap Music. She is the first woman to represent the UK since Surrey in 2018. Uh, and you might not realize it, but May is a bit of a familiar name already. Uh, she had a top 40 hit in the U.S. a couple of years ago with the song Better Days. But she also, if you rewind back to the early 2000s, remember the music video for Mika's Grace Kelly? The oh. little girl in the very beginning of it? That's her! <gasps> what? That was, oh. That's May! That's May! I gotta look this She's up. all grown up. She's all grown up. Yeah. So Liz, now with that that revelation, that, that the revelation of of adorable news. Well, that album, uh, that's one of my favorite albums, actually. Period. Uh, that that song is on for Mika. Um, I, so the general idea of getting a really satisfying yet responsible revenge on someone who has wronged you, I think, is very appealing uh, here. Uh, there's pretty some, something pretty timeless about that theme, I think. Um, it's pretty singable overall. It's got, you know, it's got the hook. I don't usually skip this on my playlist. It's a, it's almost always a, yes, we're going to, we're going to listen to this one. Um, my only annoyance I think with this is the kind of nasal quality of the, da, 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 um, that she does. Uh, it's, it's a little grating sometimes. Um, I know Derek, you had called out that, uh, you know, she was sick in some of her pre-party per- uh, performances. So I'm hoping that, uh, that when we see her live in Liverpool, that, that, uh, it reads a little better on stage. She seemed, yeah, like you said, just a little, a little rough. Seemed like she was struggling a little bit to both sing and dance at the same time, which happens when you're sick. It turns out, so, so that all tracks. I, I'd predict maybe a mid-table finish for this. I don't think there's anything particularly spectacular about it, but there's, there's also nothing really particularly offensive about it. Um, so I, I, I think it's a bop. I enjoy it. I, I don't see, you know, a big finish for this. Danny. Um, I mean, it's unfortunate that we're going to have to judge this as the UK's entry in a year after they had such a, such a strong and long awaited triumph. Like, uh, I don't love it. Um, I, I often skip this. Um, I think it sounds a little bit disposable and I think that, uh, I, I don't know that, I don't mean to get personal with her, but um, her previous minor hit here kind of sounds like it's trying to ride the coattails of um, like Doja Cat. Like that's what her past work has sounded like. Like it sounds almost exactly like Kiss Me More. 
I, I, I'm not sure that there is a unique sound here, and that's not always completely bad. I feel like I have to preface a lot of my comments with saying, but, you know, pop music survives and thrives on patterns and seizing the moment. But this song is just, I don't know, I feel like it's a little, um, I feel like it doesn't have any weight to it. <laughs> like, uh, there's something very silly about who the hell is Edgar, but, you know, there's also a, a satirical undercurrent that gives it a, a sort of durability and 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 artistic amount of oomph, um, and I'm not sure that there's a, some powerful artistic oomph. You know, the old PAO that we're looking for in a Eurovision song, and it doesn't have it here. I mean, this is going to be fine. This is going to be uh, this is going to sound insulting, but it's going to give variety to the buffet that is Eurovision. Uh, but I'm not sure that it is uh, that it is going to be in a lot of people's voting blocks. I really don't. You I mean I'm I'm kind of with Danny in the fact that any any song following up Sam Ryder was gonna be, you know, it's a really, really, yeah. really tough act to follow. I mean yeah. nobody unless unless they just sent Sam again, which I wouldn't have been upset. <laughs> yeah, why not? He would have been up for it. <laughs> I yeah, just that, that oh god, I love that guy so much. Just uh the golden retriever man. Gotta you just yeah. Anyway. I always like it when I feel that a Eurovision song can exist outside of the ecosystem of Eurovision. Could it potentially do well on a local pop chart? Could it be played on local radio? And I could see this as the makings of a easily consumable, not particularly deep, but fun summer hit. Like I'm sitting at a cafe outdoors having, you know, an ice cream and this is playing over the loudspeaker. I see that fitting in well. I, I appreciate that. It's current, it's contemporary, it's not out of left field. It's very safe, which sometimes irks me in a Eurovision sense. But after so many years of me wanting to grab the BBC by the shoulders and go, for the love of God, do something contemporary, do something that could exist outside of the Eurovision sphere, instead of just something tailor-made for Eurovision, I appreciate the fact that they're doing something contemporary and, and easily consumable and playing to the center, which is one of the few times I will ever say good on you for doing that. I feel like this is particularly that sort of spoken word, that semi rap break that she has, that is so unmistakably British that no, I mean that the accent, the sort of petulance, it just, it's very, even though she's not from Essex, but to me, it just is very, very toey, very, I don't think any other country could have done this in this sort of way. And I really appreciate it. Is it my top this year? No, but if this had been the song that the UK had sent five years ago, we would be going absolutely nuts for it and going jolly good, good show, you know, <laughs> welcome back. It's just following Sam, you're SOL. But that being said, it's going to be a really fun show closer. The local audience is going to go absolutely crazy for it. And if it comes mid-table at the night, that's a victory for the UK. Eric? Well, speaking of following Sam, uh, I think that eh. one of my my strongest feelings on that I get from this is that one of the things the BBC took away from Sam's success was his enthusiasm for being there and, and his his attitude towards the contest and just his his excitement. Oh, you know, we we called him a, a golden retriever puppy in a number of different times. And I, I think it really shows that they looked for someone who 
was good. I mean, it, it, that, that's a very high bar, obviously, for, for that level of enthusiasm. But I think that I think that May is just such a great representative for for the contest. I think she is going to play the game very well. You you can tell that this means something to her and that and that she's excited to be a part of it. I'm sorry, James Newman. Uh, I'm sorry, some people besides Surrey, who was robbed. No, I, I think it's going to do pretty well. Sam, I, I imagine you recall the last UK song to close the show. Children of the Universe. That's right. Uh, that song was great and was also a it very was. good... Uh, also, very good finisher, and it had a pretty good result, especially by uh, by UK standards. I, I don't think this is going to be on the podium like Sam Ryder was, uh, but I think it's going to do pretty well. I think it's going to have a respectful finish uh, enough that it's not going to pull in some of the more uh, obnoxious and insufferable takes about the UK at Eurovision from uh, from people that uh, you know. The I don't need to say their names. You know who I'm talking about. I think the song itself is really fun. It's super just cheeky and and she sells it so well. I heard the chorus first and just thought, "Oh, that's kind of lame." And then I and then I heard kind of the whole thing in context and thought, "Okay, no, that's actually fun. That's cheeky." I I said that before, but I'm going to say it again. Cheeky. Cheeky Cherry Cola is uh, what we've got there. I, I don't have much else to say about this. I, I think it's a really fun song, and I I am excited for the year where something completely drab draws last place, and they just have to live with it. <laughs> oh, this it worked for Junior in 2021. Yeah. The ultimate Portuguese child went last, and it worked out pretty well. Uh, <laughs> so I don't know. Maybe it's fine, but this is a great show closer. It's a party, and and that's what the and that's what it should be. Uh, when we're we're closing out, we're two hours of music, just boom, 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 boom. You want something? You want a party at the end, and that's what this is. Derek, oh man, a lot of us said about this one, and I'm going last again. One thing I always kind of remember about the UK is in 2020 they made a statement saying that their objective in bringing in James Newman was to come somewhere between 11th and 13th. What? Like that was that literally, that was the bar they set. They don't want to do top what? 10. They just want to be <laughs> lower left. That's a weird goal. Well, also, I, I mean, was that last all the time? Yeah. But was that with one last breath then? It wasn't with embers. That was with bringing one in. breath would have been much better. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> that's right. Yeah. They Brent. and then you know they 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 got zero with the new voting system, which almost guarantees that no one will get zero. And then they come back with <laughs> nearly win the whole thing, almost by accident. Like Sam Ryder was like, "Who's this guy? That was a TikTok, Instagram dude, mm-hmm. whatever. He's gonna come and sing a song about space, whatever." Comes second. I mean, who knows? He could have won the whole damn thing. This to me is. I think this feels like I said last time with Lisa Jane, uh, all the big five songs kind of feel like home entries in that they're all good, but they're not doing anything like really spectacular that might accidentally get them a win. Oh, sure. Yeah. Um, I was going to say France is spectacular this year, but I don't think that's a winner. 
I would say, I mean, we can get into this at some point or another, but I think of the big five, France is probably my favorite. Same, same. I think it has the best chance to win, uh, which is not to say that it's, I, I don't think, think it's, it's, gonna, it's but, going to, but yeah, yeah. which is not to say that it does. <laughs> we can but, talk more about that next week. Yeah. Since we're on the UK, this one to me, I think the most intriguing thing about it is we get a lot of breakup songs at Eurovision. I like that this one actually acknowledges what the other person did that caused the breakup. Because so often it's just like, you broke up with me and I'm really angry. And here's a song about me being angry about being dumped. And I'm like, so, so what was the relationship like? How long are you guys together? What happened? They, they just don't, they just completely omit the other person. <laughs> Derek wants the full divorce proceedings. I kind of do because <laughs> if, and, and here's the closest comparison, Dance You Off is equally bitter and kind of vindictive. And there's no context of why he's so angry in that song. So it just comes off as him sounding like a jerk. Whereas in this one, we get some context. So when she's saying, I wanted to burn your car to the ground, you're kind of like, yeah, he probably deserves it. <laughs> we're we're compassionate and you know, we're empathizing with her because we have some context for that. And I think that really goes a long way. The one thing that really bugs me about the song is that lead into the chorus where she says, I was wanted to cuss you outside your house or set your bends on fire. I wish it was different every time. I wish she had oh, other sure. things mm. she uh, wanted to do. Other things to set on fire. Or just anything. Like, I wanted to break into your house and kidnap your dog. I wanted to... <laughs> baby, the embers! <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. She broke up with John Wick. Um... <laughs> <laughs> just really quick i think i think that would have really elevated the song and made it a little bit more interesting had she had a litany of things that she could have leaned on to all these horrible things she was going to do to him that she decided not to instead go home and write a song that her and her friends are dancing to now i think i think what everyone says is true i think this will this is good i don't think it's gonna do spectacularly well coming last i think was kind of a boon for them Again, I guess I'll say the UK has this habit of overdoing the staging. Like they tend to send like really big props and spend a lot of money on lighting and costuming and weird stuff. Even if the song is garbage, it's just it somehow seems like, wow, they really put a lot of effort into making the staging almost too much so. And I'd like to and based on the music video, I'd like to see them kind of pull back a little bit because I feel like Space Band was just a bit much. That's all. I'm excited about this mm -hmm. one. It'll be fun. I don't know that it needs a whole lot besides... I mean, there'll be dancers, I'm sure. Yeah. But I don't know if you need a whole lot besides that. It, what you were saying about this sort of the the lyrics and the the context just made me think of of Taylor Swift, mm. if I'm being honest. Mm. Like, this this could be this could be a track off Reputation or, or something like that that, that is uh, very pointed in a way, but still has that air of mystery about it. I think you made me appreciate the song even more, sir. For me, it reminded me of uh, the pop version of Carrie Underwood's Before He Cheats. Before He Cheats. Oh, yeah. yeah. This is after He Cheats. Yep. yep. <laughs> that song is like sacred to me. That song is, we can't even invoke that next to this song. <laughs> Real interesting. Like it, is, it is sacrilege yeah. to discuss I that did, song. I didn't know that about you. In a respectful way. That's interesting. I don't think it was disrespectful. Yeah. It, Thematically, it's, compar about. it's comparable. I wrote a song Have AKA we all... after he cheats. <laughs> <laughs> Have we all said our piece? 
Yeah, I think so. Yeah. All right. In that case, let's wrap up this marathon session with two quick questions for everybody. What was your least favorite of the week? And what was your top of the week? Liz, we'll start off with you. What was your your bottom of the week? Azerbaijan, hands down. Eric? Oh, yeah, it's Azerbaijan. I don't know if I mentioned that I think it's bad. And here's why. (laughs) (laughs) Derek? It's Azerbaijan. Danny? It's Azerbaijan. <laughs> That's the only one who defended. Unfortunately, it was up against a bunch of other songs that were just sort of benign as well. But like, I don't know. Maybe Greece. Well, it's I'm gonna say Greece instead, but it's close. What? Ooh. Well, I was gonna say it's unanimous, but it, I guess not. So yeah, Azerbaijan was my my bottom for this week as well. <laughs> say Sorry, how Daddy. could you? I what? Had to pick one. Anyway, Liz. Let's end this on a high note. What was your favorite of this week? Israel with with a with an asterisk next to Malta. Honorable mention. Eric. Yeah, uh, Malta's an honorable mention for me too. It's very close, but I have to go with the Netherlands. Hmm. Derek. I'm just going to do this. Say Israel. <laughs> phenomenal. It's phenomenal. For me, surprising no one, it's Malta. And I'm actually going to have to go with Malta as well. With Israel in a in a not super distant second, but yeah, yeah, Malta making it to the podium. Israel definitely making it to the podium for me too. Well, that I suppose has been our last song. Our our yeah. six preview episodes have wrapped up. We've we've survived. So yes, we here in Minnesota are going to convene this weekend for our our party with our friends, our preview, uh, and we'll get some sort of unofficial televote quote-unquote votes out of them very curious to hear what you folks at home think as well let us know what were your tops and bottoms of this week let us know again reach out to us on social media one two points usa or just email us directly 12 points of america at gmail.com we'd love to hear from you liz thank you thank you thank you for joining us we appreciate having me we appreciate you can we can we like officially elevate liz to like fifth beetle status Ooh, she's a friend of the show, but with a capital F. Mm-hmm. In a yeah. world of Johns and Pauls, you're a Ringo star. Oh, no. We think she's the Pete best. Oh, quick, somebody it's... do the thing. Until next time, America. I've been Samantha. I've been Derek. I've been Eric. I've been Danny. And I've been Liz. Yeah. In America. Stop, Stop listening, listening now. now.